Men's Alliance is a growing movement of tribes meeting weekly for a rugged outdoor workout and a real-world devotion around a fire. We're flipping tires, swinging sledgehammers, talking about real struggles, and getting pushed physically and spiritually to become the husbands, fathers, and leaders God designed us to be. We'll get you out of isolation, out of your comfort zone, and into something tribal, rugged, and real. All right, we're going to get started. Lock it up. Hey, lock it in. You better, you better get lock serious. It in. Welcome to the Men's Alliance podcast. I'm Dave Mills, call sign Goose, and here today with David Noel, call sign Sunshine. Josh Davis, call sign Ranger. Aaron Hill, call sign Brick. Yeah, man. And Brick, is this your first time being on the podcast? It is. That's what I thought. Um, good to have you, man. Thank you. Hope you can slow the audio down. <laughs> as we get into this people listening to me don't want it any slower <laughs> they're already listening to me on like two and a half speed it's a north carolina thing so um man i'm, I'm so excited just to have you guys uh all in the same room and doing a podcast together this has been a long time coming we've been talking about this topic and everything um last time we had sunshine and ranger you will remember we were discussing worship and going around kind of talking about how we worship and, um, and what that looks like and how it's a little bit different for us each and, uh, kind of continuing on that theme, we thought we would, uh, talk today about how we lead or try to lead, uh, our successes and our failures at leading our families spiritually. So that's such a, enormous part of men's alliance it's it's why we're here to work on that and improve that it's okay if we have more failures than success right yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would hope so and um so yeah let's just dive right in so um one of the things i guess we'll kind of start with is uh, what are you currently doing um right now what does you leading your family spiritually look like right now who wants to go first on that one? Look, looks fine. like everybody's looking at Ranger. Fine, I'll go. All right. So I write my stuff down because I'm not a good speaker. So I said, uh, I always try to be an influence for them um, daily. So I, I pray with them. Um, so I fell at that at times. I'm not perfect. Um, this, these are things that I try to do daily. I don't always do it every day. So when I speak, it's not like I'm perfect over here. Um, try to read biblical books, um, like with my wife, um, and kids as well. But, um, a lot of times, you know, kids see me and Jess will be reading different books. Um, most of the time she's already read the book. Oh, there we go. There we go. And then, um, so we'll, we'll read the, um, some of those books together. Um, a lot of times try to teach my kids to love and forgive others, even though if they do wrong to them. Um, so that's kind of hard. It's a hard balance. You know, uh, we always look for justice and punishment, especially like in our neighborhood with neighborhood kids. Um, it's easy to maybe get mad at the other parents or other kids. So we're constantly, um, battling on that line of, you know, forgiveness and loving them, you know, if they do you wrong. Um, so we, we try to talk to them in that nature. Um, that's a weekly thing. 
Um, I always try to lead with a, I mean, now uh, where I'm at in my life, I try to lead with a strong moral stance. Wasn't always the case, um, but it is now. And another big one is being open and honest with my failures. So we have a 14 year old, so he's more mature and we could talk about all the things that, you know, we failed at in our life. You know, we can actually talk about the deep stuff with pornography um, and affairs and stuff like that. But I have a seven year old where it's a little bit different and um, the failures speaking on, you know, maybe like I got frustrated at him. That would be a, an apology that I would come and say, look, I'm sorry, I'm not perfect. And I yelled at you today. You didn't deserve it type of thing. Um, so, but you know, as he grows older, it'll be a little bit more um, focused on the, the harder issues. But anyway. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned books reading with your wife. Can you think of uh, one of your favorites or what, what, what would you recommend? It's oh, been a good one um, for you guys. Well, biblical, C.S. Lewis, um, Mere Christianity, that one, it's a good one. There's a, a parent book, um, actually I forgot the name of it, but I can give it to you in notes, I forgot yeah. the name. It's really good, I don't really keep up with the title, she's just like, this is a good book, you should read it. I'm like, we'll okay. edit this out. What's that? We'll edit this part out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where I put you on the spot with yeah, the name yeah, of the book. Yeah. Uh, but C.S. Lewis book, uh, Mere Christianity is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've read it a couple of times, but I've never thought about going through that with my wife. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Actually, I've just, never been through any book with my wife. So that's definitely a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jess has read it or she read it first. So it's, it's really good. You know, Sunshine, with the amount that you travel, reading a book together is a really uh, good thing you can do. You just get, you know, two copies of it. Yep. Then it's something that you're doing together while you're away. So, really, really good idea. So I have a question for Ranger. How do you pray with your family? Like pick a time, mornings, evenings, before meals, after meals. Are you intentional about that? Or how do you? No. And it, it, it's kind of awful. Like we should pray before meals, but we're so like chaotic most of the time. Uh, especially we like that the kids are playing in and out and we we struggle with having dinner set just because the kids are always on their own time frame. Um, the oldest one doesn't want to eat, you know, hungry and the youngest one is playing. Um, so as far as that goes, we don't pray every meal. Um, we pray uh, every night we pray, but um, there are instances like where if we need something, um, or if we're struggling, we'll, I'll just say, Hey, we need to say prayer. Or my wife will say, Hey, can you pray for, uh, Gabe or pray for Bryce? And I'll just, whatever prayer it is, I'll just say it. Um, but I do pray every night, um, with them or with Gabe for sure. Um, Bryce is not so much anymore. <laughs> He's a teenager. So, um, we try to, I'll try to like once in a while, grab them and say, Hey, let's just pray. You know, I haven't prayed in a while. And so we just need to pray, um, just to keep that foundation within him. Um, but Bryce is a different story. He's, you know, 
call him my bonus child, right? I'm a stepfather with him. So the dynamic is different than it is having your kid 24 seven. Um, so the relationships are just different, but good, good, different. So yeah, I think when we think about what we're doing to lead our family spiritually, I always just think about like what came to my mind was just like having like a formal devotion. Yeah. You know, and like, that's just my, my, my stereotype of what that looks like. But one of the things that I took away from your response right away was like, just how you kind of just weave, weave moral lessons into the day to day conversation. And I think that's important because sometimes we can overlook that. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can think, Oh, I didn't like have a set formal devotion today that I led the family in. I, I failed, but no, not necessarily. Right. It's, it's just a lot of times it's the conversations we have when we're riding in the car together or, or cooking a meal or mowing the yard or something too. So what about you, Brick? What are you doing right now? Well, with your kids, how's that look? That's a good question. I wouldn't try to be very intentional. Um, obviously, we jump on the gun with going to failures. That's the first thing we think of is our failures in the past. Um, with my kids alone, um, I'm encouraged to ask a lot of questions. I'm trying to lead by example. Um, like Ranger said, talking about uh, mistakes with them during the day. Um, I've got a couple of books recently. I got Alex McFarland's uh, 21 Questions for Your Kids. I'm going through that with my kids. Just the same questions we all have. Great book. Uh, a great book. And it's, you know, my daughter is 11 and she's so smart. Um, and she asks incredibly difficult and deep questions. So I encourage her. She's asked before, should I not have these kind of questions? And I said, no, I encourage both of them, you know, think critically, think for yourself. You know, here's why I believe what I believe. And here's what the Bible says about these things. Um, but their faith is not a blind faith. We discuss often it's going to be a faith, uh, definitely founded in truth. Um, and through searching, you know, and seeking truth. So I encourage them that uh, often. We talk regularly. I have some time in the morning with my son. I drive him to school. We talk frequently about these things. Um, they're both very active at church, which is awesome. Um, but basically, it's been intentional. Um, we've got a couple of books. Actually, summer's coming up. School's been tough to spend a whole lot of time um, studying. But you know, we're going to actually go through the uh, your podcast for uh, for the patch class. Yeah, ambassador. Ambassador training podcast. podcast. Yeah. There's about 10 or 10 to 12 of those. And I'm going to go through those one at a time with my kids and discuss it. Um, but just being intentional, talking to Connor, hey, you know, what's it like to be a man? What do you think manliness is? And just all the things that we d- discuss in Men's Alliance. Um, but basically just being open with them and being honest and admitting my failures and faults. And they're obviously pretty blatant. They're, they're smart kids. They see through it. So we discussed, you know, discussing with their neighbors and what's going on around us. I've hopefully taught my kids. Um, I do see it, that the fruit is there teaching the value of other people. I think that shows when they treat other people well, they had this discussions with other kids or, you know, we discussed my daughter having some discussions with people in her class, both kids bring their Bibles to school, um, which in 2023 is, I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just open and we're open about stuff. And obviously we try to keep that open door yeah. all the time. So we're, I'm trying to get to prayer um, and we'll get to it later. We'll discuss one of the things that uh, chief did that I have implemented with my family. And it's really, really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I think what you're doing, getting your kids to ask questions is one of the most important things we can do as dads is, you know, if you lay that foundation right now, right, while they're still a little bit on the younger side, um, 
just for not much longer. Yeah. Seriously. If you lay that foundation where you get them asking you questions and they know they can ask you anything then, and, and they get answers, Correct. right? They learn that there are answers. And when you don't have the answer, you're just like, I don't know. That's a good question. Let's go find that out together. Okay. And then they, then you find it out together. And then I think what that's going to look like is these are going to be um, young adults with some very deep roots, right? Their faith is going to have very deep roots when they go off, when they go off to college. And a firm foundation in, in truth, mm-hmm. no, it's okay to ask questions. And then when you ask those questions and they're answered, then that only affirms your faith. Yeah. Um, much like apologetics has done for me and, and that, that expands to my kids. And I will so. draw out questions, uh, um, especially from Esther cause she's quieter. I don't have to draw out questions from Luke or Braden, yeah. but I'll say like, don't you have some questions? Haven't you ever wondered? And you know, and you start like Absolutely. putting words, you start giving voice to their questions for them. Like, haven't you ever wondered how we know this stuff's true? And then they're like, yeah, you know, like, see, well, you should ask. Right. right. And then, and then like, you just see like this switch flip with them where they realize, oh, I have permission to ask that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've wondered that. And then you talk about the evidence for Christianity being true. And then and also there's the personal side of that as well, your testimony and how it impacts you and affects you. Obviously, we're thinking books and, and intelligence kind of stuff, but there's a personal side to your faith as well. And that needs to be shared. Oh, that's such a great point. They want to hear your personal story. Yeah. What about you, Sunshine? What are you doing right now? Um, you know, obviously we 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 pray together. Um, you know, as Ranger mentioned, I'm, we are not as consistent as we should be. We don't pray before every meal. Um, I do try to pray with them um, before bed. And recently, well, not just recently, but I, um, I asked for prayer um, mm. you know, for my kids um, and for my wife. Specifically last week, had a huge, huge week at work. Um, had a lot of stuff that I was, you know, um, pretty anxious about presentations and stuff and, you know, having your family, having your wife and children praying for you and then asking you, you know, after the presentation, when you talk to them, you know, how did it go? Yeah. You know, and you know that, you know, that they prayed for you Yeah. and there's no better feeling, um, and knowing that, you know, those prayers were absolutely answered. Um, you know, and I, I just think it's, you know, it's the vulnerability. It's them seeing that, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm struggling with a lot of stuff and I need you to pray for me. I don't, I don't typically, uh, I struggle with speaking too. Ranger mentioned, and, um, I don't think that I've ever led a devotion at men's Alliance without having my daughter Kendall specifically going to her to ask her to pray for me leading the devotion because I struggle. I mean, I get pretty nervous when I speak as well. And, um, and especially speaking in that setting, um, for me, it's just nerve wracking for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, definitely prayer is a big part of that. I wish I could be more consistent. I can't say that we pray before every meal. We do not. Um, you know, we, we did growing up, I uh, did growing up, but it was, uh, it was the same prayer every night, you know, and, um, you know, I think it was foundational for me, but, um, so we do that. And, um, I think, uh, I started, Several weeks ago, we had a conversation about the Jesus Storybook Bible yeah. um, at Men's Alliance. Like, it was that was an Apache. Uh, yeah, I was, was the training class. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's a book I asked about that I actually bought and realized we've gone through it before. So now I've got an extra copy if you need one. Well, it, we have one. Okay. And as soon as it was mentioned, uh, I realized I had one and I heard you guys talking about it. So the past, uh, what, three Sundays, you know, Sunday morning before church, I uh, sat down and read to Kendall and Kate, or excuse me, Tucker and Kate, um, which are, you know, three-year-old and a seven-year-old. Um, and I had kind of struggled until then to, you know, really make a connection with them or how to, what do I do to lead them spiritually? Mm-hmm. Um, and man, Jesus storybook Bible, they're into it. They see the pictures. They're kind of explaining what's going on and seeing that illustration, uh, and reading to them. Um, and that's been good. And then, um, yeah, so some of the things that, some of the things that I do and, uh, I would say the biggest one recently has, you know, been prayer for asking for prayer for that. I think that is amazing, right? It sh- like you said, it shows your vulnerability and it shows them that you're, you're a human, you're, you're a man who, you know, needs help. Yep. And, but it also, it, it really empowers them. Yeah. I mean, they feel like, man, I, he, he's asking me. Yeah. Dad's asking me to pray for him, you yeah. know? So I think that that is just such a huge win to do and then it, it also it just unites you guys more yeah right it gives you something in common something to talk about at the end of the day that's huge jesus storybook bible uh we'll put that link here in the show notes uh, great resource for devotions i think for kids of all ages you know um it looks like a little kid book the jesus storybook bible you know, the pictures and the colors, but it has like deep oh yeah, mic drop connections that it it puts together, right? Every story from the old testament, it connects it to Jesus. Right. Like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't do like the David and Goliath thing about and for the Goliath that you're fighting in your life, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, no, it's like and and a few thousand years later, a man named Jesus would would you know uh, attack the goliath of sin for every human that would ever live and conquer him right came from the same lineage um, and you're like oh man that's so good right it's all about jesus it's not about you yeah. it's it's really really good and it uh i had it i knew as soon as i don't know any of my kids books like by heart or no i've seen it i know what it is but as yeah. soon as it was mentioned i was like i've got that book <laughs> you know and and sure enough it was it was perfect um and I, I think you mentioned another good thing about being intentional right if if you're not intentional about your relationship with jesus christ it's really hard to lead someone where you're not and That's right so it you know i would have never heard of or i would have never been heard the mention of jesus story book bible if it weren't for being around a tribe of men, you were in your own devotion group Correct. on a Friday morning. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point too. Like you can't lead somebody to a place where you're not and, and working on leading your family. That's what makes you step it off as a, as a dad, yeah. as a man. So, so true. Um, I think it's funny that you guys mentioned both Ranger and sunshine. Y'all mentioned like, we don't pray at every meal. Like you feel a little bit guilty about that. And then you said, but I'm leading them in the Jesus storybook Bible every <laughs> Sunday morning. I'm like, 
there's probably a lot of people who all they are doing is praying before every meal and they feel like they're checking the box, mm-hmm. right? Like that's like this cultural thing. You, that's when you pray, you pray that's right. before the meal. And that's a good thing. We, we, we pray before a meal. I'm not, I'm not bashing that, but I'm just saying like, like you guys are doing so much more than that. You guys are going like above and beyond that. And we still feel that little guilt, like, Oh, we just ate, without, <laughs> you know? So I think like we, we've also got to like understand that we don't all have to do it the exact same way. That's right. Right. And you guys are, you guys are crushing it. So, um, I wanted you guys to share, um, a recent win, just, uh, however, however small or big, what's a, what's a recent win that you've had in, in leading your families? My oldest child, 11 years old, um, several weeks ago after church, uh, told, uh, Kelly and I that she was ready to be baptized. And that is, that's the biggest win. Yep. Uh, that's, that's a big one. And that's huge, brother. Even bigger was when I asked her if she knew what that was and what that meant. And she absolutely answered the question and she knew what baptism was and she knew what that meant. That's great. Um, and that's a lot far. of adults that don't. Correct. (laughs) Including myself, probably, uh, if I go back 11 years, quite honestly. Sure. So, yeah, that was, it was just huge. It's just a feeling that I felt and it's continued, you know, just thinking about that all the time, thinking about the decision that my child's made in her heart, you know, there's, that's it, right? That's, that's a huge win. Leading spiritually is, you know. Yeah, that's our biggest job. That's our biggest task on this earth. Yeah right, is shepherding our kids to Christ, pointing, pointing them towards him, right? What about you, Ranger? What's a, a, a current win that you got? Oh, man. My son finally likes fishing, so I'm, that's a win. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but he is starting to like fishing, so I'm excited for that. No, I was going to say, um, I have a little story for that one. So um, a couple weeks ago, we, um, my son was, again, having issues with some of the neighborhood kids and they were one kid basically was saying to him mean things about his mom. And so he got his feelings hurt because this one kid was supposed to be his best friend and uh, it slowly dwindled um, that day. Um, And he finally saw some true colors that me and Jess had already been seeing. But what happened was, you know, I was like, okay, you want to go to the park? I'll just take you to the park, Sunday park in my neighborhood. And we went there and we were just going to feed the ducks and just get out and walk. And they had like all these things set up, um, like a marketplace, you know, vendors, little vendor shops and everything. And they were all closing. So we got there and they were like giving him free stuff and all these bubbles and balloon animal stuff. And just really like cheering him up. And he is like, this is the best day. After his friend done bashed his mom and he like got hurt, feelings hurt and all that. And uh, so later that night, you know, we're laying in bed and he's, um, this is the stuff that you don't realize doing it makes an impact. And you're like, wow, you think about that? Like, mm. so he said, you know what? You know, you know what that is? I said, what? He said, um, I think Jesus knew I was having a bad day. And so he knew that 
you should take me to the park and they were going to have all that set up and he was oh, seven man, that's wow. so cool and i was like wow he thinks like that that's like, a win it shows you you're doing something right yeah you know like everything points to jesus everything yeah um and i thought that was cool that's awesome i love that about you brick that's a good question um obviously i'm not gonna go to my, my whole backstory way too long for this podcast um but like every day it seems very cheesy but literally every day um there's victories with, with myself and that then translates to my kids um had an exceptionally good quiet time. I'm going to read a text. I sent my son. Um, I'm really learning our relationship with God, what it looks like God, the father, uh, and I'm not musical at all, but I love Christian music and there's some phenomenal songs that really speak to me. Um, so I mentioned being intentional, I, you know, have my quiet times in the morning as best I can. You know, I failed. I'm like, it's okay. Like I, in the past would have been full of shame and just would, wouldn't have done anymore. You know, I'm, I'm not walking the walk or whatever. Um, but they come down, I've got my Bible on the table, like I'm listening to music. They know I'm down there. You know, I've got my, my book, I'm taking notes and stuff like that. So they're aware of what I'm doing. Uh, and that always prompts good discussions as well. Um, but had, and I don't recall I was even reading, um, but was just floored by thinking as a father, you know, how much I love my kids. That's pretty overwhelming. Um, I love them imperfectly, obviously, but I, I want what's best for them. You know, I have these guidelines to keep them safe. And then you flip that and go, God has the same things for us and loves us perfectly. Um, like it's overwhelming. Like it crushes me every time I think about it. Um, so I brought my son to school that day. Um, and he's a kind of quiet kid. He's incredibly smart. Um, and I sent him a text. I was just thinking about it. And I got to find it here now. Um, just trying to encourage him and tell him I love him. Um, you know, I grew up, my phenomenal dad, good, good guy. Um, good father, good Christian father, grew up Christian home. Um, I wrote him this. I said, don't know where you don't know where you he's at school. Don't know where you're gonna be at when you get this. Um, but just want to remind you that you are loved so much. Regardless of test scores or performance or anything, you are my son and I love you. Good gosh. More than anything. Uh, more than I can never explain. And you have an even better father who loves you perfectly and has such great plans for you. He's given you such awesome talents, and I'm excited to see you grow. I wrote Love You Connor. Um so it's my 15-year-old son. He's been my son for a long time, um, and I, you know, it took me a long, long, long time to get that point. I've told him I love him. I'm totally proud of him. We joke all the time. I'm not proud of you. It's like that, and it's, it's kind of an inside joke. But um, to quit like that, to fully feel that, um, is, is new. Wow. Um, Man, you send some. You send some phenomenal text. Holy smokes. Yeah. You just raised the bar on all of our text messaging. Can you send us all a copy of that text that we could all send to our kids? But that's what I felt and have felt only recently you know, in the last six, six months or so. And it, I think mean, we can talk later some other time. Um, God's been laying some, some, he's been starting this process. Um, I'm 40 years old. I've been long, long, long-term Christian. Um, but it's only now that I fully realized and someone's calling, of course. Um, <laughs> but that experience now is now translating to my children. And, and, and in doing so, I'm fully appreciating what grace really is. Um, and that's, that's pretty powerful. You know, when you experience God's full grace and you know that you're loved perfectly and there's nothing you can do. And you know, I talk about all the time. We've had great discussions. That's part, that's part of my victories is, is our discussions with my daughter and, and my son um, less so, but she's, what do I, you know, if I screw up, can, will Jesus stop loving me? You know, what do I have to do to get into heaven? And we talk this thing all the time. There's nothing you need to do. Yeah. Um, and there's some phenomenal songs. I mean, just, 
but those discussions are, are, are beyond planting seeds. Yeah, I think it's uh, those discussions that we have whenever, you know, we've talked about on the podcast with Mike Flynn, talked about how um, usually kids, when they're ready to talk, it's not always when we're ready to listen. Of course. And when we're wanting to listen, they don't really, they're not ready to talk, you know. Um, and I think a big part of leading our families is being in tune with when they start to talk. When they start to ask questions, stop what you're doing and and pull more questions out of them and realize now's the time, right? And if, and if you're trying to ask a bunch of questions or do some sort of family devotion and it's not happening, it's okay too. It's like, you know what? Maybe it's just in the right time. Let's just do this later, right? And be flexible with them. And like you're saying, like you're just recognizing when your daughter is ready to talk or your son's ready to talk. Usually 10, 30 at night when they're due, due to go to bed, it. of course, every time. That's so, it. Yeah. For some reason, that's when kids start talking. That's right. Is when we're the most tired. All right, we're going to take a uh, quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what we need to do better. Hey, this is Dusty Shadow Parker. I just wanted to take a break here and tell y'all, help us reach more men. We cannot sharpen men into the husbands, fathers, and leaders that God designed us to be without your financial support. Your donations enable us to launch and sustain tribes at more churches and reach more men with the gospel of Christ. Men's Alliance is a 501c3 nonprofit, so your financial support is tax deductible. Go to mensalliancetribe.com slash support to join our team. Now go refill up your coffee and enjoy the rest of this podcast. All right, welcome back. And we're here with Sunshine and Ranger and Brick talking about leading our family spiritually, kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've just been sharing what we're currently doing and um, and our recent wins that we've had. So let's, let's talk about um, areas that we know we could improve, right? Um, what's, what's one of those things that when we talk about leading our family spiritually, like instantly pops into the back of your mind, it kind of nags at you and convicts you, pokes you in the chest a little bit that, you know, you need to step it up on. Who wants to jump on that one? Mine's consistency, no doubt. Um, I, you know, I travel a lot for work and it makes it really tough. Um, traveling a lot to, to be able to, you know, build on, on the growth that you're, that you have, uh, leading your family spiritually. And, you know, one of the biggest things is consistency with, you know, thoughtful devotions, um, not just reading the Jesus sport storybook Bible with my two youngest kids, but, uh, thoughtful devotions, um, and conversations that are you know, scheduled and consistent, um, you know, throughout the family. And it's just hard, uh, when you come, you know, I travel, leave either Sunday night or Monday morning, I usually come back in Thursday or Friday. Um, so there's a, you know, two day period with the family and you're just, you're just trying to be there, you know, be present and, 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 um, a lot of that's 
if you've if for anyone listening who travels, there's a little bit of re-entry into the house. You know, yep. things have been going a certain way the whole week, and then you come back into the mix. Um, so I'd say definitely consistency on you know devotions and and being able to to build on the blocks that of the foundation. Um, you know that that Jesus is building in our family. Um, so I'd say that that's definitely what I struggle with, no doubt. You mentioned you know a Sunday morning routine um with your with your younger two do you have any sort of like rhythm that you're in because you mentioned like your work rhythm when -hmm. you leave when you come back do you have any kind of a rhythm for talking with your family or leading anything spiritually i would say you know prayer before bed yep um and praying for you know people people that we know as a family that that are in need of prayer together um I'd say again, it's consistency in that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and and the what's going on, you know, with our family dynamics with kids, maybe spending the night with a friend or yeah. or whatever. Um, and also up late at night. So the nights that I'm home is Friday and Saturday night, the two nights the kids can stay up. So everyone's going yeah. to bed at different times. So consistency in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say definitely for us as a family, um, it's before bedtime. Okay. Uh, what about you, Ranger? What is an area that you know you need to improve? <clears throat> wow. I have a few. Just one. I'm just going to list them all. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you should. Just rattle them off. Should we all call right. your wife and ask her? <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably be more spot on with the answer. Um but I think for me, Jess um, has actually been listening in. Uh, we're going to go to Jess online too. <laughs> Love you, honey. <laughs> um, so mine. So up until about a month and a half ago, um, you guys know that I had like some panic episodes, panic attacks, and it basically stems from just burnout. And, um, there was a lot of times before that I have a, I had a lot of feelings of guilt um, for being real quick, the frust- being frustrated with the kids or not um, present, being there but not present. Um, I was always busy, always talking to people, whether it was work, Men's Alliance, um, or the small group, the Congress series, which we, we cut that off because, again, I felt like I was overwhelmed. Um, but then I ended up taking up a second job, um, part-time and come, come to find out like my body and is just, I just couldn't do it. And I had a lot of pre signs before all that. And I would lay in the bed, just feeling guilty that I wasn't present enough with my kids, um, or wife at that matter. Um, doing all good things, right. All the good things that I thought God would want me to do. Right. Yep but not the most important ones. Um, so all the men's Alliance and having friends and leading groups, small groups on the side have, has been amazing in my life. When I do something, I go to the extreme. Um, and I put a lot of effort. I try to anyways, um, energy into it. And so when I had those panic attack episodes, um, couldn't figure out what was wrong. I just, no idea. I just kept having adrenaline rushes and panic attacks and, uh, it was all new to me. Um, so now I've changed a lot in my life. 
um, a lot of caffeine, but a lot of my battle rhythms um, that I do now. So I'm more present with my kids and wife, and I'll just go sit on the porch and not do anything. I'll just go out there and sit and look at the birds and um, be more rest, be more present with God. Um, you know, not always praying in prayer, but just thinking about life in general. Yeah. Um, and just being there like when my kids are and not being frustrated, you know, when they do something that frustrates me, like I'm present, I'm not passing them off. Like, yeah, whatever. Or, yeah. Okay. That's great. You know, dad's doing something real quick. Um, so that's recent. Um, that's a big change for me. So just slowing it down, Yep. creating a new battle rhythm in my life, um, and taking care of family first. I like how you turn that into like something positive that you're doing. You're supposed to say something that you're not doing well. Oh, <laughs> and then you're like, here's an area that I'm now crushing it. <laughs> I, well, I, I'm learning. I see what you I'm did learning. there. That was very job interviewish. <laughs> <laughs> I work too hard. Yeah. Do I get the job? Yeah. <laughs> One of my weaknesses is that I uh, probably am too amazing. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying, man. <laughs> I'm very humble and I'm the best. At it. I wish we had video right <laughs> now. Trying not to scream laugh into the mic. <laughs> Holy cow. You know, I'm going to take this moment while you guys are recovering. Cause you just reminded me of something so important to men's Alliance. And that is this for everybody listening to this podcast, only go to one men's Alliance per week, only go to one per week. If you live in a city that has four of them, five of them, don't go to all of them. Right. The point is that there's a lot of options on the buffet yeah. for different nights different times. You're not supposed to try to go to all of them. Right. And I am always fighting this battle. I'm saying this over and over and I still hear guys saying, Hey, don't forget, go check out the, all the other tribes too. I'm like, no, don't just find one and go to that one. And if something happens with your work schedule or whatever, and you can't make that one, then go jump in another one that week. Right. But we don't want, uh, families hating men's Alliance. Mm -hmm. Cause their dad's always gone to it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's a big part. And, and, and I, I, I mean, we have some different personality types in men's Alliance, but I would say by and large, most of us are like what you said, Ranger, like the kind of people that if we do something, we overdo it. Yep. Right. We're all kind of like wired like that. Like if I'm going to do something, it's going to be big. Yeah. going to be all in. Oh, men's Alliance. Cool. I'll go to all of them. Yeah. Right. And we got to keep doing what you're doing right now. And throttling back right and saying no to a whole bunch of really good things exactly you know like you were in you were so involved in so many amazing things mm -hmm. and by the way i want to do a whole podcast with you about stress and fatigue and on all that like we need to do a whole podcast oh, yeah. on 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 mental health and men in america right uh we've had a lot of guys in men's alliance uh, hit that point. And you're certainly not alone in that. So I really appreciate what you just shared yeah. and talking about how that can be a blind spot for so many men is they're too daggum busy to just slow down and just spend the evening sitting in the living room. Yep. And I think, you know, there was so many signs, man. It was like, I was 
I would, it was one, one time I was just crying because I didn't know what to do, you know, with my kid and he was having issues with some other stuff. And I was just, you know, these are just pre-signs. Like it was basically, I knew what I should do. I just didn't do it. And, you know, I didn't fully rely on God and just slow down and, you know, do what he's telling me to do, which is leave my family, not all the other good things I think I should be doing. Yeah. So true, man. What about you, Brick? What's an area right now that you know you need to improve a little? Uh, everything. <laughs> um, what they mentioned as well. I mean, that's that's an easy thing. Yeah. Not easy thing, but it's, I think it affects every man. Um, saying no to even good things. Um, I wasn't going to, well, as you all know, my wife passed away about six months ago pretty suddenly. Uh, and shifted her life upside down. So that's been huge with just playing both roles of being a single dad and you know, handling home and, and life and school and work and, and all that stuff. Um, I struggled for years and um, maybe jumping the gun. Um, I struggle still is being very legalistic. Mm. Um, been a long time Christian, long time, you know, here's the things you're supposed to do. If you don't do them, you're, you know, Christian shame. You talk about it all the time and that's, that's Satan keeping on the sidelines for years on the sidelines, not getting involved and not doing anything. Um, talking the talk, walking the walk, being a good person, but not being, not being a spiritual leader. Um, my wife being very encouraging. My wife was an awesome, awesome lady. Uh, left books, bought books, did everything she could do other than read them to me and take notes <laughs> for me, um, like someone else. Um, yeah. But I'd look at that as, as nagging. So I'd get frustrated. That would build resentment. Uh, so that only kind of widens that gap. And Satan was like, you know, punk fisting the entire time. Going, I've, I've won every single time. Um, so now it is different and that it's, it still creeps in. Um, when I don't do well when I'm not, you know, being a good spiritual leader, uh, it goes back to that performance of I'm not doing it every night or I'm, I've screwed up in front of my kids or I'm not patient. Um, so that's my struggle is to get beyond that. And I don't want my kids to grow up being good kids, but not have a deep personal relationship. So I, I can't do that for them. I can only lead them. Um, so my prayer life has changed. I, I talk about prayer is talking to God. My kids, you know, Savannah says, what's prayer? How do, how do you, how do you talk to God? So I've had to explain that. The same time when you explain something, you have to think about yourself. Well, what does talking to God look like? What's prayer look like? Um, so it's easy for us as parents, particularly, I think, to surrender. For me, it's been, you know, I was just rock bottom crushed, absolute life, you know, upended. So for me to go, hey, I, I, I acknowledge and, and God made his presence felt very, very real. We can, that's for another, another conversation. Um, but I, I still, I still held on my, my kids with, with a closed fist. Mm -hmm. um, I can surrender myself. And you look at Abraham and all the things these guys did that that was fully giving everything to Jesus. So I still have faith, but I'm still that lingering. Well, I could still, you know, maybe control things and manipulate things a little bit um, and make them good Christians. And I can't do that. So my family would be sometimes still not having enough faith um, to let go of them and, and mm. their future, you know? Um, so it's kind of a combination of, of those being legalistic thing. I can control things and by yeah. checking the boxes and that stuff, but also at the same time, trusting, fully trusting. Um, and that's probably an ongoing, that's going to be an ongoing battle. I understand that, but yeah. right now it's particularly sensitive to that. You know, that text that you read a minute ago, uh, one of the things I was just thinking of when you were reading that was how many men are listening to this podcast that would kill to have gotten a text like that from their dad, yeah. you know? And, and that wasn't of me. Like none of my stuff is me. I, I've talked to Sunshine 
too much. Um, can't talk sunshine too much. It's not, it's, that's an impossibility. You can't call sunshine every day, everybody. Um, but that was that was not me. That was my quiet yeah. time. God moved in me, and I don't talk. I'm we're Presbyterian. Like we don't talk that way. Like I don't. I hate churchies. I hate church Christianity stuff. Yeah. It drives me in, insane. So God told me this. God moved in this way. Um, I'll never talk about my journey. I hate that phrase as well. But <laughs> I'm a hundred percent with you. Okay, on good. This. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> it was divinely inspired. You, you need to speak truth to your son. Um, you know, I had one. I had one podcast topic planned for today, but then God told me yes. <laughs> right as we were about to start recording the old to God change the me. topic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, it you, truly was. I mean, that was uh, that was me fully getting grasping by spending time just being present with Jesus and God and, and going, "Hey, I am an open book." Um, that led to that text again. That was not my wording. I don't do that often. Um, but it, it was almost divinely inspired. But just speaking truth. Yeah. You know, when you when you get that and accept that, it's easy to give it back out. Uh, it's, I'm l- slowly beginning to learn. So, um, my um, my, I'll share with you guys one of the, one of the big areas you know where I'm, I need to improve, is um, being consistent. Like yeah. what Sunshine said, um, I will go for spurts, mm-hmm. right, and I'll lead like some really great devotions that I think, <laughs> man, I just did a great job, you know, and then I'll do another one the next week. And then I'm like, man, we're, we're doing it two Crushed for two it. here. Yep. Right. And then all of a sudden, just the other day, my wife goes, you haven't led a devotion in Oof. quite a while. <laughs> and I was like, what? No, <laughs> hasn't been that long. I right? did it last week. And so I was trying to figure out like, well, when, Okay, like I need to I need to know a day. There needs to be like a day of the week and this is when we do it, right? Otherwise, if I'm doing it sporadically, it's going to it's going to, you know, be really hit and miss. And like I don't know if I can do that right now. You know, my my kids at home are uh, 17, 15 and 13. And man, it's just hard to find that time to nail down where you get us all together mm-hmm. in the room, but I was thinking like, maybe I'm using that as an excuse and maybe, it, maybe I don't need them all there. Maybe it should just be, if you're here, then this is when we're doing it. And I should still pick a time, yeah, I like that. pick a day, pick a time. And if there's only one kid there, that's okay. That's right. There's two there. Great. If they're all three, great. But anyway, I'm just kind of realizing that now I'm like, I think this is the only way I'm going to get consistent. Cause I know what I need to so do. So for the record, your wife helped you realize something. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. <laughs> Always. I think there's importance in that because you may get like a group of people. Someone may not want to talk. Like it's men's alliance, you know, around the fire, the devotion. Some people don't want to talk. We get a kid one-on-one. Uh, they may, may be more apt to, to share with other siblings around her. So yeah. it's not a, that's a good point. Too. Bad thing. Yeah. So last question for, for us all is um, what's one of the best pieces of advice or insights that maybe somebody older or a mentor or, um, or maybe even something you got around the fire at Men's Alliance, but what's something that you've heard that's been a game changer for you, helping you to lead your family spiritually? I'll jump off. Um, and I'll, I'll mention chief by name for, for many, many reasons. Um, he did something with us recently and I've implemented it and it was trying to get my kids to pray. You know, you, you have food on the table. It's hot. They want to hurry up and eat. We got to run, run, run. So I've tried to start, um, we need to appreciate what we're given. So we say a quick prayer. Hey, thanks for the rub, dub, dub, grub, bless his grub kind of thing. 
Um, and then recently, and it was what, what you mentioned as well, having your kids pray for you. We actually went around the table um, and I had my 11-year-old say, hey, what do you need prayer for? And then her brother prayed for her. And then Connor went and said, hey, here's what I need prayer for. And I prayed for him. Mm. And then dad went and my daughter prayed for me. Um, and it was genuine and it wasn't forced and they were involved and it made them think about other people. Um, you know, and I realized, yeah, the dad is a person who has, all, you know, it's kind of like seeing your teacher out in this grocery store, like you shouldn't be here. Like you're out of place, you know, kind of thing. You eat um, food too. Exactly. <laughs> so to see dad being involved when asking for prayer, um, I think changes them dramatically. It makes it very real. And there was real genuine prayer and discussion with God about, Hey, here's what my dad's struggling with. Here's what Savannah's struggling with. And we prayed for friends and their relationship and all that stuff. So that was awesome. And I would encourage you, if you haven't done that, do it. It is phenomenal. And chief, if he's listening, I'll full credit to him. He's a wise, wise man. And I appreciate uh, him doing that one time. And I, I implemented that at home and it was, it is genuine and it's real. It's, it's moving. That is uh, great. That's a good one. Yeah. Thanks to chief. Yeah. So, um, I got, uh, this is something that I've learned parenting, um, that, this is my season season of life, right? So that's where my focus is. Um, that God has authority over us parents. Um, we are given authority over our kids. And it's, of course, it's supposed to be biblical, right? If we don't raise our kids in a biblical authority a type of environment, and we raise them in worldly ways, like you were saying earlier, Brick, um, like, oh, man, my, my kids are in like five sports and the straight A student, right? You know, if, but then you yelled at them in the car on the way to the game because they didn't clean their room, right? You just laid it in on them. Um, they will grow up and they will figure that out. Um, and that we push them for selfish measures. Like that that's the parent, that's me. Um, and they will probably even resent us. Um, so focusing on the heart issue, is really what I've learned not long ago. Um, that's for myself as well. So, you know, when I'm trying to get my two kids are different, my youngest um, is not athletic and I am, right? And there's so many times where I've pushed him to try to do things that I wanted him to do. And uh, at times I almost forced him to do things um, like, no, you're gonna play this sport. Like you're gonna try it out. Um, and that was, a that was a me issue, right? And so focusing on the heart issue and not so much the behavior issues. Uh, so I can always force my kids to get what I want them to do. Um, but they are only going to do things out of behavior, right? They're not actually going to have that change of heart. So this, this all comes from following God's authority, always pointing towards God, God's authority and not my own. So. That's so good, man. Focusing on their heart. Yeah. All right. Like I'll jump in here before you this round sunshine. Um, cause that's a big one that I've learned, um, from, uh, I, I learned it from watching like my older sisters raise their kids and, and seeing like the comparison and the difference between how we were raised. Right. And here's, here's an example, right? Like I was raised in church all the time, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And 
Um, so I knew all the Bible stories. <laughs> I, I knew all the books of the Bible. I knew how to sing them. You know, I knew all the characters in the right order of the Old Testament. But my heart was a million miles away from where it should have been. Right. And then I was a young adult in college and then in the Air Force. And I'm watching my sister, my older sister, raising her boys. And their hearts were amazing. Right. And I remember it was like this funny joke that one time, like one of them said something about like Moses and the ark. And it was like the room screeched to a halt, you know, and people are fainting, you know, <laughs> it's like that scene, like you've just, you've just said the unthinkable, like, could you be so ignorant? <laughs> right. And I think that that's a good example of like, that kind of knowledge doesn't matter, right? Like, would you rather have your kid know, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, you know, know everything in order and the names of all their wives and how many people were on the ark and blah, 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 and have their heart be atrocious? Or would you rather have their heart right? And they don't really know which one, Moses, Noah, who, who cares, Abraham, whatever. Right. And I think that that kind of goes to that legalism that you're talking about, you know, brick. And I was at a, Carrie and I, we were at a marriage conference, like a parenting conference thing, like years and years ago. And I remember the guy said something that was just really phenomenal. It stuck with me. He said, um, you know, parents, don't be, don't be so uh, concerned about your kids cleaning their rooms. It was like, that's just like the silly thing that parents are always totally stuck on no they shouldn't be like a total you know there shouldn't be a growing you know bacteria in there but it doesn't really matter if every sock is picked up if everything is in its perfect place um it matters about their heart right and i think that that's a really good reminder for us all as dads we we can get wrapped up in details that really don't care and then this guy at this conference he made this point he said you know they make they make marines keep everything perfect their bed their foot locker their wall locker everything is folded six inches by six inches everything is perfect because when they walk out of that room they want them killing people he said is that what you're raising that's that's a pretty big thought right he was like everyone needs chaos somewhere in their life and if you don't let the chaos be in their bedroom it's going to be somewhere it's very strategically engineered in the military you have no vent for your frustrations other than where we want them to vent so um i think as as dads that's been a big lesson that i got years ago and i've had that you know 20 years in the military i've had to constantly back myself off of okay don't don't freak out. I'll be like, okay, Esther, you got to clean up your room. There's literally things growing in it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I haven't been one of those stereotypical military dads that makes their kids' rooms be uh, inspection ready either. So I think just choosing, you know, like my sisters have done to focus on the heart, and it's not all about rote memorization and and all that kind of stuff. It's about where your kid's heart is. 
that's been one of the biggest lessons I've learned. Really interesting that you would mention heart memorization. And the question is the best advice that you've ever been given because, well, first real quick, before I mention that, uh, the best book that I have ever written, uh, read, um, for advice on leading my family spiritually was dad tired and loving it. Oh yeah. By Jared Lopez. It's a and great book. Title recommended that to me years ago. Yeah. And it's, it's the, you know, little clip at the bottom is stumbling your way to spiritual leadership. Incredible book about just that. We're all stumbling through this <laughs> thing together. Right. Yeah. Um, but the best advice I've ever received was totally unexpected uh, at ignite conference. When I was walking to the men's Alliance breakout session with goose's parents. <laughs> right. And I, I'm walking, I'm trying to get whatever scoop I can get. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, man, the guy reads more than anyone I know. You know, what, why does, why does he read so much? And she, your mom looked at me and she said, well, we used to pay him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> And this is just for you, Petals, because I told yeah. Petals about this last week, and he was like, man, why has that guy never said anything? You're doing what? <laughs> so I took that advice from the conference, went home, and actually this morning, um, so we're doing Bible verses. I'm not going to reveal the amount, uh, but my oldest daughter, Kendall, um, has been, she memorized Romans 3.23, Nice. Romans 5 8, and she's on 623 right now. Wow. And she gets she gets a week or two and then she has to give it back, you know, as when I ask her if she's if 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 she has it in her heart. What if Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So it's there's that's no really there's no real time frame other than it's it's at least a week. But I'll tell you what, man, that is that is killer. I can't believe you got that from my mom. <laughs> that's right. They used to pay me when I was in high school. They had like a list of books yeah. and dollar amounts beside each one. It'd be, you know, and I'd look at the list. I'd be like, okay, all right, I'll go for this one and this one. <laughs> right. Smart. Why and do you think got this me. guy loves reading? And, this one, and they were, you know what they were giving me? They were giving me books by Tony Evans sitting right here. That it wasn't that book. It was, um, it was one of his, his earlier older books, but they were giving me books by Tony Evans and James Dobson and stuff on there. That's and funny. I wanted to earn money and I was like, all right. Absolutely. So I've been doing brilliant. that. I've been doing that with Luke and Braden and Esther. You know, Mia. I give them all pay books. Yeah, you know, it doesn't always work, but hey, if you can find the right incentive button, um, you know, we think about it. We we pay our kids all the time to to mow, right? To, to do a chore. Why would you not pay them to do that? Yeah, I think that's one of the best pieces of advice ever. Yeah, I th I think it's just absolutely amazing. Um, that thought was when you, when you're, when your mom mentioned that to me in the hallway and your dad, uh, and I was mind blown. I think, you know, we had a good hundred yards left when they told me <laughs> and I just asked him, well, what did you pay? What did you, what were you paying him to read? You know? And, uh, anyway, I say, I'll have to say it's, you know, when we were just talking about what we're incentivizing, right. And mm -hmm. we're so good as parents about incentivizing where you can take the trash out, mow the grass, do these things, clean your room. That's right. Clean your room, you know, and we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll pay you, we'll reward you to do that. Um, and you're rewarding work ethic, which is not a bad thing, but, um, you pay your kids. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you just made me realize, dude, and I've never, I, I haven't done this, but I'm going to do this now. Uh oh, 
I'm gonna pay my kids to lead a devotion. Yes. Yep. I want them to lead a devotion. They're not leading a devotion. Let's put some incentive, right? Mm-hmm. I th- I think that they'll find that once they do it, they'll realize, oh, that wasn't That's as right. intimidating or scary or difficult as I thought it was gonna be. So maybe I'll incentivize that. Yep. And and when I thought about like what do I where do I start with this? You know let's start with Romans road, right? Let's, let's start with, they'll know the gospel. If they can memorize, if if they can, you know, memorize these verses in Romans, they'll understand the gospel of Jesus Christ and their salvation. It'll be written in their heart, you know? And, yeah. and I can't think of, uh, an 11 year old, you know, being excited. I can't think of any other way to, for my 11 year old to be excited about it. This morning she came downstairs and she was like, what's the next verse? You know, we're talking about it. And um, so anyway, um, that's awesome. Unbelievable. That is cool. I'm stealing that. Yeah. Just for the record. Good job. Uh, you know. Stole it from, from stole it from the brilliance <laughs> of this guy's parents. When I saw you coming Talking down that it. hallway with my parents and you had this big old grin on your face, I was like, <laughs> oh no, what have they told him? Uh, it was, <laughs> that was it my was, first thought. It, it was revelatory because you, I mean, you know, we talk about it and I know you're not going to want to hear this. <laughs> so, but, but the, you know, you read so much and it has paid so many dividends in the lives of men. I mean, I'm just thinking about men's alliance, right? The the men's lives that are being impacted for the kingdom of God through what your parents started in you and how they got you to be incentivized by that. And that's why you love reading today, because mm-hmm. it came became something that 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 was part of you that you did that you knew was good for you by the results and the fruit that you saw by reading. You know, and knowledge and wisdom and all of the things that Proverbs talks about, you know, and um, all those things come from God, obviously. And but it just sorry, I can go a million places with that thought. But I just really think that, you know, the the proof of that and and the benefit of that is in the men's lives that we see blessed through what you started here at Men's Alliance. And I can't think of a better thing to take and just make my own and my own family and and think of the dividends that it'll pay and the multiplication through, you know, my children and and them thirsting for knowledge, wisdom, and the word of God. Is, yeah. I can't think of any any better advice that I've ever received. Well, I'm gonna take that advice from you, man. And I'm gonna I'm now gonna offer a monetary reward for memorizing Romans Road. Because I'll tell you the truth, one of the things I struggle with is um not all my kids are readers and some, some of them I could, I could, I could offer them a million dollars and they're not going to read that book. Yep. So I need a lower the bar. Mm-hmm. And I think Bible verse memory is that thing. So I'm going to include that on my list yep. of pay books. We'll just include, you know, like um, Romans road yeah. on there and that'll be easier than hopefully more accessible to them. Uh, I'll say I've, I've, um, I've had really good luck. With two of my kids uh, reading The Case for Christ for Kids. Mm. Uh, so reading it now. Yeah, so oh, there's a kid's cool. version of Case nice. for Christ. I paid Luke. I paid Brayden. Um, and so that's another one. And I know that Jay Warner Wallace's uh, Cold Case Christianity, there's a that's, kid's version of that one reading, too. Yeah. Just got that recently. So that's cool. um, maybe just if you're listening, you're looking for some good things. That it's got pictures of your it, kids. So. Awesome. there's pictures like in the adult version oh, yeah yeah <laughs> case for uh the jay warner wallace books he's got really cool illustrations 
Uh, he was actually like an art major. Um, so his books are cool. I want to tackle on. I don't hope, hope we're not going long. Um, All the time in the world. We were talking earlier um, and we, we admired Dave. I think a lot of us listening, when I listen to the podcast, go, wow, those guys are so far beyond me that we compare ourselves to stronger Christian men. And I wish I could do that. And then we fail. So then we think less for ourselves. Um, and I was thinking about earlier today when we were setting up for this, um, was I love, I love playing baseball. Um, and his parents, you know, my philosophy has been, you've got to step up to the plate. you got to at least try. You can, you got to come up and you strike out. We're going to strike out nine times out of the 10 as parents with our kids doing these things we're talking about, but you've got to keep stepping up to the bat. Um, I think just by doing that, that's us stepping off the boat into the water. That's us doing all these things that Jesus will, he'll provide, he'll teach us, but we have to at least show up and at least try. Um, so that's my constant thought is you've got to show up. You've got to at least give it an effort and you're going to strike out and your kids will see you strike out and that's okay, but you keep swinging. That's yeah, exactly um, right. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's going to say like parenting is like a sanctification process. Oh my gosh. Part of it. I mean, yep. it's, it's a part of that journey. I mean, it's not a separate entity of like you and your sanctification towards God and then you and your kids. It's right. like, no, it's, it's a package deal. It certainly should be. Yeah, it really is. Cause be. I mean, although I do have like, there's a personal journey I'm on, but my kids are also a part of my sanctification process. Um, so I, that's how I see it. Help me grow tremendously. I, of course, I mean, I'm still learning a lot and um, I won't ever know everything, but um, getting close to God and then having kids and just leaning towards God to help me with that process. But I appreciate you sharing that. If I can just uh, hit just a couple little points I wanted to throw in here. One of the things I think is important for all of us dads when we lead our kids is come into it from a position of extreme humbleness right? You have to approach it from the, Hey, I've messed up a lot. Hey, I'm not perfect. You guys know that. Um, but I want to lead us in a devotion tonight. You have to come in from that position. You cannot be high and mighty. They will see right through that and then they want nothing to do with you. So come in, come in from humility. And then another one that I think is important for us to hear, um, is our kids are a lot smarter than we realize. Right. And so don't be afraid to challenge them. Don't be afraid to put a little bit of uh, academic rigor into it. Totally. They're not dumb. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the things we talked about way back, I know, uh, Ranger, me and you talked about this podcast is back. It's uh, it's episode 14 of the men's Alliance podcast is equip your kids. And uh, that was one of the first times me and you started having conversations. Mm hmm was when that came out. And um, one of the things I said in that podcast is, you know, our kids are at school, they're in like AP courses, yeah, right? And I hear parents like brag about how their kids are in like uh, dual, dual enrollment this and AP this yeah. and all this. And then when it comes to their faith, they're like, oh, they're not, they're not interested in that. It's like, no, don't be afraid. Have your kids get a physical paper copy a bible and open it and use a marker and a highlighter mm. and and put a little tab on it right and like kids like that right it's a little bit of an arts and crafts lesson it's not just them sitting there listening but it becomes interactive so don't be afraid to challenge them a little bit have them get their bible have them mark the pages have them read it um and have them have them highlight it that's a, that's a thing that we can do for our kids yeah, I was going to go off the, what you said about being humble. Um, there's a quote here that says, your inability doesn't mean awful parent. 
God meets people who humbly admit their weakness and run to him to, for help. God gives you what you need by giving you himself. That's so good. The Bible's full of stories who, of people who, who, who were inadequate. Yep. Otherwise, we wouldn't need Jesus. Exactly. If I can do it on my own, then I don't, you know, I think we often fall into that, that, that very dangerous trap of, yeah, I'm doing these things. I'm leading my family, blah, blah, blah. I'm mm-hmm. doing a great job or I'm not doing a good job, so I won't continue to do it. Yep. So, yeah, step up the plate. Everything. Keep trying. That's, yeah. I think that's the most important lesson for dads to hear right now, Brick, is you don't have to, you don't have to lead perfectly. You can't. None of us can. That's right. We've all got a bunch of failures. And the important thing is we just keep trying every single day, whether it's night, whether it's morning, whether it's at the dinner table or at bedtime, that we just keep getting up to the plate and and leading, right? That's what leadership looks like. It looks like just not quitting, right? So dads, I hope, uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this with Sunshine and Brick and Ranger. Um, and just please be encouraged, right? We've got some good resources for you here in our show notes. Uh, be encouraged because you're not in this alone. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to fight this battle alone. You've got a lot of brothers out there, um, that you can share this with, talk with about it. Um, you'll find all kinds of things out there, good book recommendations like the Jesus storybook Bible or good ideas like incentivizing with a little money some Bible verse memorization or what have you. So keep at it, dads. None of us are perfect, but just lead anyway. Thank you guys for being on the show. This has been awesome. And I'll see you around the fire. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Men's Alliance podcast. Find your tribe at mensalliancetribe.com or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. And send us your questions or comments to info at mensalliancetribe.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon.